Like I had my answer ready. <laughs> like I had my answer ready. But then when you say to me, like, am I steadfast in my values? Obviously I have to say, yeah, you're like, no. <laughs> So the whole day today, I've had a song stuck in my head, and I think it's because I knew I was recording, but I don't even know the artist, and it's atrocious that I don't, but who sings that, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, who is it? Hey, I think that's Mace. Yeah. Maybe we've heard Yeah, that's Steph. I knew, I knew I could call on you for this information, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Welcome back, everybody, and um, pretty, pretty appropriately, um, we also say welcome back to the big vibe with Tev and Ty, but we also say welcome back to Firefest. So <laughs> we spoke about this before. I, I can't remember which episode it was, but we spoke about the Firefest before. And um, for those people that don't know what it was, is it was like um, a party, right? That was planned in uh, on this island that was supposedly actually owned by Pablo Escobar, I think it was. Um, but they That's made so it yeah, I think Ja Rule was involved. Um, he was one of the ambassadors, if I remember correctly. But it was this huge party. The yeah. tickets were exceptionally expensive. It was supposed to be like cream of the crop. It was supposed to be like the top people going, models, etc., etc. But then when people went, uh, it turns out that it was a little bit, uh, let's just say, underwhelming. Um, we saw pictures of their camping. Yeah, and I think the guy was arrested, actually, the 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 founder. He's going to jail for some time. Yeah, he went to jail for some time. What what was his name again? McFarlane, I think. Um, yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Billy McFarland. So he came out uh, yep. the other day, and uh, he just uh, dropped a, a quick little video, um, a one-minute video about how Fire Festival 2 has come. And I found it really funny that actually in that video, he said, like, I came up with the idea when I was in 50 days of solitary confinement. And I'm like, this guy is he's telling us straight up that when he was arrested for the thing that he's trying to sell to us now, that was when he came up with the idea. So the long and short of it is that Fire Festival 2 is back. The information that we have is where, somewhere in the Caribbean, we don't know, when, sometime by the end of 2014, the lineup, unknown, the host, recently out of jail with fraud charges from um, the previous Fire Fest. And he said at the end of this video, and, and this actually, it was a big thing with NFTs, which was uh, LFG. So like, like, let's go, you know, so... Mm. Already, I'm like scam alert. But um, yeah, so what are our feelings? Tev, are we going to Firefest? Oh, yes. By the way, these tickets are sold out already, the first batch, according to the website. So what are our thoughts? Are we hitting Firefest? Who wouldn't who, wanna, who wouldn't want to be part of the greatest festival to never happen? Like, Yeah, let's go. Are you exclusive enough to go to a festival that doesn't necessarily pan out? And it's the hope. It's the mystery. It's the intrigue of there being A-list stars at the party. They could have... Martin Garrix, it could have Calvin Harris, it could be Disclosure on for a five-hour set. You just yeah. don't know until you get there. And where? Yeah, that's the nice thing. It's it's mysterious. <laughs> that's what's the real allure here. But come on, man. Don't we learn from the first one? If any of you haven't seen, there is a documentary on Netflix that speaks about the ongoings of the Fire Festival. And this yeah. is documented by this uh, production team. So the, the founders, Jerome, and the team put together a package about what it was supposed to be, and we get real accounts from people that have been. Oh, of what no, it was. I don't know how he manages to scam people like this. Like, surely, surely there's a bit of mistrust. Anything related to Firefest. Maybe. Would you go? Would you go? Is the, 
the hype. Uh, I think that may. Me I don't think I'd go. I don't think I'd go, but I think maybe this is like the ultimate marketing uh, tool. Like maybe the whole point was for the you know like everybody's heard of Fire Festival now, right? So like maybe it was like the ultimate plan was to to for the first one to be like this so that immediately. Although I did read somewhere someone was saying like how do we even know the first round of tickets has been sold out? Like they could just be telling us that to build up hype, you know? And as you know, I was in the NFT game. So hype trains are a very big part of like (laughs) what people buy into myself included. So maybe, maybe that was the plan all along. I don't know, man, but I mean, you know, we human beings, we socialize ourselves. That's the thing. And we, we always use society as our basis for making decisions. And that's a curious thing. So we, took a bit of a deeper dive into um, social influence. And I think a lot of us, pretty much every one of us, are influenced at some point in time by the norms of society or what society deems to be normal. Um, be it the influence to go to a Beyonce concert, be it to watch Barbenheimer, um, to be part of the cool kids club. I think there's always that um, allure to be in. You know, um, so having a bit of a deeper dive, I came across this website called changingminds.org and it gave a quick breakdown of what social influence, what makes up social influence and conformity. So these areas are, um, conformity, compliance, and obedience. So a quick summary of what those are. Conformity is changing how you behave to be more like others. Displays belonging and esteem needs as we seek the approval and friendship of others conformity can run deep as we even change our beliefs and values to those of our peers second one is compliance uh, this is where a person does something that they were asked to do by someone else they choose to comply or not to comply although the thoughts of social reward and punishment may lead them to do one or the other and then obedience is different and compliance in that obeying an order from someone that you accept as an authority figure. Um, in compliance, you have some more choice. In obedience, you believe that you don't have a choice. So you have that military influence that is in play there. So from your personal um, experience in life, would you say that you regularly conformed to social norms and what we call social norms, or are you quite steadfast in your values your reasoning your your standpoint oh when you phrase it like that like i had my answer ready <laughs> like i had my answer ready but then when you say to me like am i steadfast in my values obviously i have to say yes. you're like no <laughs> okay but in 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 like reality i will say so something that I, I often say and i don't know if it's right or wrong but like uh, I don't know if this really counts as a social norm, but like in, in South Africa, we know we see a lot of uh, polos on the road, right? Like, especially mm-hmm. the Vivo, um, even though they were like a, a theft target, we still see so many of them. And, you know, sometimes we'd have a discussion and it's like, oh, but everyone has the same car. Why would you want that? And then my argument was always like, but a million people can't be wrong, right? So like if, if all these true. people are choosing to buy this car, there must be a reason, must be... Uh, there must be a good deal. There must be a good maintenance plan, whatever it is. Now, I don't know if that counts as social like pressure or like social normativeness. Um, you know, the same thing applies for like pop music. Often people are like, oh, that's like such, such a pop song. Like, why would you listen to it? Like you just hear it all the time. I'm like, yeah, because it's a nice song. But like, you know, 
I mean, it, it works works for me. Like maybe it's not underground enough. But what do you want? You're like, oh, I would really want my favorite artist to be discovered. But if they play music too much, it's a bit of a problem. So, am I steadfast in my values? Yes, one hundred percent. Of course, I am. Am I a hype <laughs> man? Yes, I am. I am a bit of a hype man. I'm not gonna lie. I do. I buy into things. I just said I've mentioned NFTs a few times already. I bought into the hype deep, deep, deep. I so I'm a I'm a little bit on both sides. How about you? Um. I think uh, middle ground there. I think I, I do have a lot of moments where I am influenced by social norms. Watched the Barbie movie recently. Um, Is it good? I didn't think it was great, but okay, hey, different strokes for different folks. Okay. Um, and trends, man. Like, like I think we spoke about it in previous episodes. It was like trends, and how do you, I guess, stay away from trends, or how do you? create your own trends that kind of thing so yeah if there is something happening on social media that requires some kind of participation sometimes i would dabble in that i think we've seen i mentioned previously like the um mannequin challenge things like that um am i stiff asking my values yes uh i too um i'm steadfast in those but i think look Societal norms or customs and societal hype is always going to be there. And I think that's what drives marketing, man. That's what uh. helps us um, feed into whatever the product, whatever the service is out there. So I, I can't say that I am not influenced by it because it makes me want to do things, buy things, attend things. Um, but all within reason, I will say that. So Fire Festival, we actually had... Interestingly enough, and I think guys like Katlejo, you would know this, um, there was a fire festival equivalent that was supposed to happen in South Africa. So the premise of the festival was that it was going to be in almost like a safari park. Okay. And it was supposed to be a three to four day festival. It was called um, Forever Something. All right. Forever Something Festival. And what it's going to be like, Headline DJs, they had a, a massive list. They had like Paul Cox, it had, um, I think there was a disclosure on there. It was basically the biggest DJs and producers in this world having them at uh, a safari park that had the musical element. It also had a film element. So if you would imagine like Galileo open air festival, so they had home screening okay. of premieres happening at the same time. And this, I think it had hype for about two, three months straight. It was on Twitter. I'll try to actually find it. If I can find it, I'll add it uh, to our visuals. Yeah, not happen or what? Not only after three months, quiet. No, it just so vanished. So ticket Owners. There was, yeah, people that bought pre-sale tickets. Uh, thereafter, vanished. So, very interesting. See, I was so close to falling for that, though. <laughs> But I think sometimes it, it it's quite challenging because it's like, what do we want as people, right? You want exclusivity and you want like, mm. you don't you don't want to be the same as everyone else. But at the same time, we also want yeah. reliability and we want yeah. steadiness and we want something that we also know that we can lean onto. So it's kind of like you want both things, right? So exclusivity yeah. would Im- imply that like not a lot of people have it. Um, reliability means that it's tried and tested. So... Ultimately, they're kind of two conflicting, yeah, they're two conflicting ideas. But as we know, 
there's a lot of um, kind of social norms or just norms that we've come to accept. Um, you know, things that it's just like, oh, that is the way it is. You know, like how yeah. how um, McDonald's fills up your cup with uh, a whole bunch of ice before they pour this little bit of, of cool drink in for you. I'm sure you've seen the ones even where they use the three different size cups and they pour oh, one into the other and they're actually all the same size. So, you know, sometimes we just accept mm. these these kind of norms. Um, so there's a few of these that um, you and I wanted to touch on a little bit. The first one that I wanted to talk about, and this I think is a big societal trend and a big societal normal scam, if you want to call it that, is um, Black Friday. Do you buy into mm. Black Friday? I've, I've been, uh, yes, I have been a victim of Black Friday hype. Um, especially in the holidays. into more of Africa. Fortunately, I haven't done the in-store um, okay. purchasing okay. of Black Friday. So it's always been the online deals because you're, I don't think I'm ready for that. The in-store thing, I've seen the videos That's on real. people camp out. And once those doors opened, people are elbowing grannies they're jumping yeah. over small kids it's wild and <laughs> i don't know so like it it, it it really kind of annoys me in general like um how i mean yeah if i happen to be shopping but i don't really like if i'm online and it's like oh on black friday will be cheap i'll wait for it and i'll buy it on that day but yeah it's just in general i think retailers um kind of kill us you know like because they're never selling at a loss so you know it's again it's societal that we just accept like oh my god this thing is 75 percent off and actually, Katya's grand was talking about it earlier. Like they were selling a mattress yes. that was a thousand euros, a thousand euros for this mattress. Okay, um, it had like a a remote, and it could sit, you sit like lean, put you up, and like you could lie down. And then now they're selling it for like two twenty eight. And she was like, she got quite annoyed, and she's like, why, you know, like if I bought this thing for a thousand euros, and now it's being sold for two twenty eight, do you know how upset I would be? And what kills me is that these guys are never selling at a loss. All the people that are selling are, are at least breaking even, but still within the profit margin. Yeah. Um, so I do think that's a little bit of a scam. Uh, the second one that I just wanted to touch on quickly was um, the dentist. Um, so we recently went in, in Thailand just before we came uh, here because actually dental work in Thailand is really affordable. There's a lot of good dentists there. And you look uh, for like, first of all, like a nice place because no one likes going to the dentist, but then also like they offer you a deal, right? So they're like, whatever, 2000 Rand and you can come and you can get a cleaning, you can get a checkup, you can get X, Y, Z. So you think to yourself, okay, I'm going and I'm paying 2000 Rand and this is what I'm getting. Then you get there. Yeah. And the first, one of the first things they ask you, they're like, oh yeah, like, do you want to do an X-ray? You're like, I guess so. Like I'm, I'm here, right? Oh, okay, cool. Like we'll sign you up for an X-ray. Okay. So now you're doing an X-ray. Okay. Then you go and line the chair and then they do do whatever they do for you. And then they're like, oh, you know, like you, uh, we can offer you this like new super UV light cleaning thing that's going to stop the plaque from building 50% more. Don't worry, it's only a little bit more expensive, like, but it's really worth it. And you're like, well, you know what? I'm here now. We may as well do it. Next thing you get there and you get the bill and you're sitting there like it's like a double, 3,000, maybe 4,000 rand. And you're like, how did I end up in this situation? And it happens to me every time I go. For some reason, they all... They just like the master up salesman of like things. And it's my teeth, you know, it's my smile. So of course, if they're like, oh, you should do this thing. And then you're like, yeah, of course I want to do it. You know, I'm, you know, I'm on a podcast, man. I got to look good. So huh? biggest scam, social norm. Those are my two. <laughs> That's the thing with the dental. You like nail on the head, man. Always go in and they, they wouldn't tell you how much you're estimated to pay. They can't give you an average. You ask upfront, you come to the internet, they're like, 
how much for a cleaning and for um i guess a filling and they'd be like well you see i can't really give you an accurate price it wouldn't be correct for me to do so i can only tell you that once you've gone in for yeah the yeah check up or the viewing or whatever at least give me some framework to work within yeah then that's really when you come out of it and it's like oh so pay your two thousand oh plus there's a levy here of uh, 500 bucks <laughs> what is that can you define it yeah. How does this relate to what I was It's just the payment that you so that, got to come least, yeah, It's just there. They just slap it on, bro. It's madness. The other few that I came across was insurance being the first one. Mm-hmm. You, I know you're putting money aside for an if, a rainy day. If you ever are in an accident or you lose something or you need cover for something, that money is stashed away. And yes, we do see now in the modern times that you have some kind of cashback option, but it's over a certain period of uh, months and years. And the thing that you generally find about insurance is that when you do claim, they are very, they're very scrutinous about yeah. things that they're willing to pay out on. And you're like, but I paid you for this cover. Now you're telling me I can't get all of this that I was supposedly covered for at the price I was paying. That's ridiculous. So yeah. you're basically just chowing my money. And the second thing, ah, Bosh, I didn't realize this until I moved here to the UK, is parking. Paid parking here is probably the biggest scam. It is a pandemic of its own. Firstly, to find parking. So hard to do here. And you would think think that more people are commuting using public transport. Yeah. So there should be a bit uh, more options for me in terms of parking. Exactly. Not a thing. And curbside parking isn't a thing. So whenever you go to find parking, it has to be at a designated spot. And if you park on the street, generally on average, you're paying. And this is in the north now. So if you go further south to like London, it's going to be even more exorbitant. But you're paying about two pounds an hour. So if Jeez. you do the conversion, you're paying like 40 rand an hour. Yeah, never mind airport parking. That's, that's yeah, a whole nother uh, issue on its own. So for me, those two things really grind my gears. And I think it is on. It's just like, and it just becomes accepted. You know, like these things just become like, oh, like that's just the way it is. You know, like it's like, oh, parking is so expensive. You know, it just it is what it is. Oh, insurance is such a scam. It's like, oh, but if you don't have it, then you're stupid. You know. Although I must say. Shout out, Ruben was telling me about um, Discovery. Discovery seems to be upping their game. I think the direction that Discovery is going in is like a lot of partnerships. Um, So like the benefits to being a Discovery member are like just getting better and better and better. You know, like the discounts that you get, the miles that you get and et cetera. And uh, Discovery, if you want to throw some anything our way for that little uh, plug that we gave you, you're more than welcome to do that exact thing. (laughs) (laughs) But now back to social norms. I know you had a question that you wanted to ask. Yes. So I wanted to find out, is it possible to break away from social norms? Is it possible not be influenced? Like, mm. from a, a real point of view, I, I'd like to say yes, but in practicality, I don't think it is something that can be changed. Like, can we change it? Are we, uh, can we be a significant voice change things so for instance if we were like yeah insurance you know what there should be a policy drafted that for every year that i've paid my insurance i should get a third of that back each year is that something that we could 
all will come together with we almost do the the Twitter blackout, the Instagram blackout, whatever you want to call it. You have this massive social media influx of voices trying to change something. Do you think it's possible or not? Yeah. Or are we just hogs in the machine that keep cunning generation? Living in the matrix. Living in the matrix. Um I don't know, man. Like it, it's such a cash twenty two because it's it's kinda like in so doing, if you like try like not yeah. to follow a trend and you try to go in your own direction, in so doing, yeah. sometimes you actually you, you just create a new norm. And it's kinda like, yeah. well, you're just doing the same thing, you're just doing it doing it a little bit differently, you know. So I think like all we all we really have, you know, is like so we live in a very globalized world where we're exposed to a lot of things, uh, a lot of information, a lot of um, stimulus, a lot of, you know, we in we take in a lot of things. And it's really, really difficult to sift through like the trends and following them and how to like uh, kind of choose. I guess you have to choose that at the end of the day is you have to choose the things that you conform to or things that you're willing to, um, I don't want to say obey, but the things that the social norms that fit into your life, you you kind of just have to be able to look at it and think about it. Because actually the other day I saw there was a huge big thing that happened in, in actually in London where it was, it happened on TikTok where they got to, where there was like a thing where they were like looting stores and it was started on TikTok. It was kind of like a, um, you remember when they did Area 51? Challenge. Was it a Facebook? Was it like a Facebook event that they said we all gonna go to yeah. Area 51? Storms. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So this was the same thing. It was like a, a TikTok challenge that led to like I don't know if you saw it, but I, I heard them talking about it on another podcast. But like how that led to like this whole big like uh, kind of I guess looting. It was like a bunch of kids, um, not super young, but like high school kids. Um, so like I guess this is where you know you have to kind of just take a moment take a breath and um i mean in our wholesome moment we'll talk about it a bit more but just look at it look at something and think about it and because i don't think all trends and all social norms are bad things um you know you can't always do things your own way because that's just not the way it works we are socialized beings so you have to yeah. kind of work with people as well and following trends is not always a bad thing it's just about how you follow them um, which I think actually segues nicely into the final section that you wanted to touch on. So true, so true. I think uh, um, you used a very important word in your description there, and that is thinking. Thinking, so getting the necessary information, thinking about it, and then acting on it. I think the thinking part is sometimes overlooked um, by many. Yep. And it's brought us full circle now to talk about critical thinking and how this is one skill set that you can't afford not to master. So this is an article that we found on betterup.com and it was written by Maggie Wall. Um, essentially, they give uh, five characteristics for critical thinking. I'll quickly just chat about what critical thinking is. Uh, essentially, the ability to analyze facts objectively and form a judgment. It's a form of emotional intelligence you have five characteristics for critical thinking first one being their positions critical thinkers have specific traits that allow them to think the way they do some people are predisposed to these traits while others need to develop them actively some of these depositions include open-mindedness respecting evidence and reason being able to consider different perspectives and points of view not being stuck in one position 
skepticism, parity, and precision. Second characteristic is argument. Good critical thinkers need to make solid arguments. So if you have an opinion on something, are you able to debate it with reason and with um, evidence to back your position? Reasoning, in addition to arguments, critical thinking also requires inferring conclusions. So from the facts and arguments presented to you, you need to use reasoning and reasoning skills to come to a logical conclusion. The fourth characteristic is criteria. Critical thinking is sometimes a matter of discerning truth from fiction. Not all facts presented to you may have um, the same level of truth. Ah, and this is a, a great time for me to insert a quote that Ty had uh, told me a number of years ago that there are three parts to any um, discussion. Well, there are three sides to a story. There we go. Three sides to the story. There's um, your viewpoint, there's the other person's viewpoint, and there's the truth. Um, so shout out to Ty. Uh, yes, the fifth characteristic is uh, metacognition. Metacognition is the ability to think about your own thinking. So critical thinkers should be able to analyze their thoughts so that they can judge whether or not they've thought everything through. This helps them come to better hypotheses. Okay. Yeah. In terms of critical thinking, those are the five characteristics. Yep. I like that. I like that. So I think all in all, you know, when it comes to following social norms, um, you know, and it would be it would be a bit amiss of us to kind of say that we like we're creating this thing and we want it to be heard by more and more people and then to think that, oh no, but we're not we're gonna go against social norms. Like that's not really how it works. You know, we would actually want people to kind of not follow each other, but just like you know, word of mouth is a huge thing. So, uh, you know, I think, again, I don't think social trends and these kinds of things are always bad. But I think if you apply like the skills that you were talking about, uh, then you will know that The Big Vibe is a podcast that you should be listening to and that you will know that you should help us out by doing the things, you know, subscribing to the channel, liking the video, sharing it, etc., etc. But um, yeah, all in all, I think my closing thing is like, don't think that social trends are always bad, but do your due diligence and check it out. And if it's a trend for you, trend along with it, but also keep asking yourself those questions that Tev spoke about. We'll see you again next week. Same time, same place. Very often on. Bye-bye. <laughs>